Hi, I'm Natalie Nowak from Broadway Radio's On My Way to a BFA, and you're listening to Theater Throwback. This week, we're going to take a look at the original off-Broadway production of Godspell, and then dive into some pretty cool events that happened this week in theater history. Today is May 17th, and on this day back in 1971, Stephen Schwartz's musical Godspell opened at the Cherry Lane Theater. The show was originally John Michael Tebelak's master thesis project in 1970 at Carnegie Mellon University, and then there was a non-musical play version in New York City at the La Mama Experimental Theater Club, commonly referred to as Café La Mama. It was directed by Tebelak. Then, Stephen Schwartz added songs to the production, and the musical Godspell was born. After its run at Cherry Lane, it transferred to the Promenade Theater. The original off-Broadway cast included actors such as David Haskell, Sonia Manzano, Gilmer McCormick, and more. One fun fact is that in the original production, during intermission, the cast and the audience actually ate bread and drank wine together, which I think is pretty cool. And also... I can think of a few current shows that audiences might like a little better if they got to do that during intermission. (laughs) Tweet me your guesses as to which shows you think I'm talking about. (laughs) Anyways, Godspell is a series of parables of which most are based on the Gospel of Matthew. The music serves the purpose of transitions from each of the parables as well as further examines some of the lyrics from traditional hymns. There was quite a bit of controversy when Godspell first opened, such as what the cast was wearing and the confusion over the resurrection scene. For the costumes, a lot of people criticized what looked like quote-unquote hippie garb, but Schwartz refuted that argument and stated that, quote, sometimes cast members are thought to be hippies or flower children. The concept was derived from John Michael from a book by Harvey Cox, a professor at Harvard Divinity School, entitled Feast of Fools, end quote. As for the resurrection controversy, people were confused as to why Jesus dies and the cast lifts his body and takes him off stage at the end of the show, as opposed to an actual resurrection scene. Now to this, Schwartz said, quote, Over the years, there has been comment from some about the lack of an apparent resurrection in the show. Some choose to view the curtain call in which Jesus appears as symbolic of the resurrection. Others point to the moment when the cast raises Jesus above their heads. While either view is valid, both miss the point. Godspell is about the formation of a community which carries on Jesus' teachings after he has gone. In other words, it is the effect Jesus has on the others which is the story of the show, not whether or not he himself is resurrected. Therefore, it is very important at the end of the show that it be clear that the others have come through the violence and pain of the crucifixion sequence and leave with a joyful determination to carry on the ideas and feelings they have learned during the course of the show, end quote. And I I think that's a great description of the show and what really matters as far as what audiences should take away from it. So good job, Stephen Schwartz. After the original off-Broadway production, Godspell had incarnations in Melbourne, London, Washington, D.C., Toronto, and South Africa. Then, the original Broadway production opened on June 22, 1976 at the Broadhurst Theatre. This production was directed by John Michael Tebelak. After transferring to the Plymouth Theatre and then to the Ambassador Theatre, Godspell closed on Broadway on September 4, 1977, having run for a total of five previews and 527 performances. Godspell went on to have two off-Broadway revivals, one in 1988 and one in 2000. And then the first Broadway revival opened in 2011 at the Circle in the Square Theater. What is super cool about this is that Circle in the Square is located right next to the Gershwin Theater where Wicked is. So in 2011, Stephen Schwartz had two Broadway musicals running right next door to one another. That must have been so cool. 
Now let's talk about some other events from this week in history. This will be a mix of show openings, birthdays, and any other interesting tidbits that I found. So first, on May 14th, 1951, Barbara Cook made her Broadway debut in the show Flahooly, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, at the Broadhurst Theater. This show ran for 40 performances. On May 15, 1926, identical twins Paul and Anthony Schaffer were born. They went on to have outstanding careers in playwriting. Peter wrote Equus and Amadeus, and Anthony wrote Sleuth. On May 16, 2001, the musical Jane Eyre announced its closing. However, this is a really fun fact, singer Alanis Morissette wrote a check that would keep the show running so that perhaps it would stay open long enough to win some awards and maybe some critical acclaim. But this was not the case as the show got shut out of the Tony Awards that year and closed on June 10th. On May 18, 2003, Les Mis closed on Broadway. It had been playing for 16 years and a total of 6,680 performances. At one time, it was the second longest running show in the history of Broadway. On May 19, 1992, Richard Greenberg's The Extra Man opened at Manhattan Theatre Club's City Center Stage 2. Michael Engler directed this production, and the cast included Boyd Gaines, John Slattery, Layla Robbins, and Adam Arkin. May 20th is Sierra Bogus's birthday. Sierra is one of my favorite Broadway performers, so I just had to include it in today's show. After graduating with a BFA in musical theater from Millican University, Sierra went on to star in so many things, including The Little Mermaid, Love Never Dies, Les Mis, The Phantom of the Opera, It Should Have Been You, and School of Rock. Oh, and I would love to interview her someday for On My Way to a BFA, so if anyone out there knows how to make that happen, please let me know. Well, that rounds out the overview of some events from this week in theater history. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Theater Throwback. I'll be back again next Thursday, but in the meantime, be on the lookout for a new episode of On My Way to a BFA. I promise it will be coming soon. And in that podcast, I document my experiences as a musical theater major at the Hart School. So go ahead and listen to my other episodes. If you haven't already, uh, you can go to broadwayradio.com and search On My Way to a BFA and a list of all the episodes will come up for you to listen to. Make sure to follow Broadway Radio on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and also follow me at Natalie underscore Nowak on Twitter and Instagram.